You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back, episode 107 I don't of know the Grapes what it and is. Gorak Show. Right as I click uh, record, we both looked at each other like, we don't know what, what episode number it is. Yeah, this uh, is 107. 107. This is gonna be our top fifteen big boards. Yep, a uh, little little rough start there, but this this will hey, get a lot better. We're not in our normal you know normal spot. We're at the corporate office here. Uh, so different. A, a different venue, but like it, it feels right. We've we've done a lot of podcasts from this spot. I think uh, every final big board episode has been done here. Is that true? I think so. I don't. I don't remember where we did our big boards last year. So well, probably here. here. I don't know probably where else here. it would be. Um, so we'll, we'll just dive right into it. Yeah, no Top Vikings 15. news really, not much going on. Draft um, is next Thursday. Yeah, what, eight days away? Yep, eight this days will be our, Yeah, our final top 20, top 15s we're going to do, and then we're going to talk a little later, guys. But uh, let's just jump into it. Who is Ryan number, Grapes, number one guy? Uh, number one is no different than probably everyone else's, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, mine too. That's what ours was. Back in the day, we did this before the combine. Yeah, it was. There was no. Combine. It was mid February. Yeah, it was so. almost like right after the Super Bowl. It's really before all the free agency moves, which is mostly what shakes up this list. I feel. Yeah, like. I wonder if it was almost right before free agency. It was. It was right before because because we wanted to get one out before we filled our draft needs. All of our needs. So Trevor Lawrence. I mean, my top four are all quarterbacks. Are your top four? All yeah, quarterbacks? my my four are all quarterbacks. I feel like the only difference is where we have Justin Fields. I've got him at two, and I have him at four, and you have him at four, and. We've talked about it. Two, uh, two, three, four. It doesn't really matter. Yep. And we are talking about Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. We're not talking about Mac Jones. Yeah, we're not Mac Jones guys. Yep. So we're we're when we say the four quarterbacks, I know the smoke is Mac Jones is going three. He's not in our top four. Yeah. He's not, not even in my top fifteen. No, no, not at all. So, I have it, Lawrence Wilson. Lance Fields again. I would take any of them if they're there at fourteen. Yep, and I, I wouldn't care which one it is. I don't really care. Like they, they're all splitting hairs. They all they do, all seem really good prospects. Like, agree. I feel like if Lawrence wasn't there, all three of them have like a legit shot to go number one. It's just kind of pick your poison on which which it's, guy. I you mean, want. it's why three of them are clearly going one, two, three to start the draft, and yep. then it's like who's that fourth guy? Yep, and where like. It, the question is, is does somebody value that fourth guy well enough to trade up with Atlanta? And then is Mac Jones somehow in this pile, which then pushes two of the guys we like down? Could could the Denver be sitting at what are they nine? Nine and have a have Trey Lance on the board? <laughs> could could one of them be available at fourteen? I I think I think there's a lot better chance right now than like two months ago that one of these four guys, one of those three guys will be there. Either Fields or Lance, I take it in this point, in this scenario. The whole Mac Jones, if that's who goes to 49ers, really like it caused kind of a ripple effect of like, oh, what one of these quarterbacks could possibly be available then. Because you go one, two, three quarterbacks, and you assume one of those is Mac Jones. And then the Falcons, maybe they just can't find a trade partner and they take a position player. And then you have a run of teams that don't need a quarterback. Uh, Obviously there's trades up, but... Yeah, I, and like the Lions, they could potentially take one at seven. The Panthers just traded for Darnold, so like they really shot themselves in a, in the foot if Mac Jones does go three. Yeah, because like I'd rather have. And maybe they didn't, or maybe they think teams are going to jump ahead of them. Like, do they like Darnold more? Yeah, it's really weird. So you could have end up having two quarterbacks on the board by the time you get to Denver. Yeah, which and Denver means possibly a quarterback could fall. There's the, the trades up, the trade up possibilities is what'll probably keep them from falling out of the top ten, but. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I really uh, want to see what like how like New England values these quarterbacks. I feel like they're they're not going to be sitting in that top fifteen spot forever. So why not go get a quarterback no yeah. matter the cost? Now, do you you would obviously take one of those top four that we like? Yeah, I would too. Do you think the Vikings would? Here's my reason I think they wouldn't. They need because, to win right now. Yep, because they're on the hot seat. And say by some crazy chance, I don't know, maybe it's a 10% chance, uh, a Trey Lance is there at 14. You probably can call up Washington. You can call up New England, who's one pick behind you, or you can go maybe Pittsburgh. If you really wanted to talk to the Bears, like you could probably get a pretty good haul for a team to come up and trade with you. And I feel like Rick and company would choose that haul of picks more than taking a backup quarterback that they might then get fired and never get to use. Yep, I, I 100% agree with that just for, uh, you know, conversation's sake. Say, like, they do take one of those guys, and then they feel like, because they feel like they've got so many picks, they can start trading up into the second and grabbing that uh, offensive lineman it, and moving up again and getting another offensive lineman and then maybe move down a little bit so they can move back up at some point I mean, and just start you picking t- guys. I've done mocks where you end up taking someone that maybe doesn't fill. I mean, most mocks edge offensive lineman. But, you know, you'll do a mock and all of a sudden Jamar Chase falls to 14. Probably never going to happen, but it's like, well, I got to take him. You take him, you still can do a pretty good job with trade-ups, like you were saying, to fill the line. So if you did take Trey Lance at 14 and then trade it up, grabbed a lineman, trade up again, grab another lineman, even right there, you're probably okay entering the season. Yep. And now you've got this guy waiting in the wings who hopefully could be, you know, your future quarterback, and you kind of get Beth best of both worlds where they get if they don't get fired they get to use this guy down the line and they fill the needs that you need so. yep I, I i think if if we do if a quarterback's there and we do take the quarterback you're going to be seeing a lot of moves from rick spielman up and down that draft board because it, he's like all right my job's on the line and like i'm helping my future self but like i got to get there first and that's like he's that's like pretty ballsy to be like okay i'm taking the quarterback which leaves me with big holes on the offensive line, but I know I've got like the ability to manipulate the board that I can just jump back up into the second round, grab. We'll talk about some of the guys we like, you know, in the second round. But we've got two thirds, four fourths. Is it two fifths? Two fifths and in the sixth. Yep. Like he's got easily enough picks to turn those into. Like even if he went into the into the draft with all those picks and came out with, say, a quarterback at fourteen, and then like three more players. Like what if you had just a four player draft? Saints do it all the time. They just trade all their picks. Like, I know that's not like the yeah, analytical deal. way, or like you know, usually it's like I want as many swings as I can take. But if you're looking to win now and fill positions with like impact players, but then you burn that first pick on a non-impact player, I could see, like you said, like a bunch of movement to just like when he pulled Coriel Patterson. It's like we had two firsts, then all of a sudden there he was back in the first round grabbing another guy. Yeah, trading like a second and like. Four mid-round picks, mm-hmm. one being a future. It was. I mean, you enter the draft usually with seven picks. So say you have finished the draft with five picks. It's not the end of the world. Last year we had 15 of them. And I don't the, year, need... the year before that we had 12. Yeah. So what is quick so math? Is 27 not... yeah, when we should have had 21? No, well, wait. That was just in 14. two 14. So we have 13 so we actually... doubled. We like doubled our pick selections the last two years, and we have 10 this year. That's insane, yeah. So you easily could do a, instead of going quantity, you could do a quality draft. You know, go, I want quality over quantity. I'm 
grabbing uh, a BPA at 14, and then I'm just I'm just packaging picks to go grab two guys that I think could come in and plug holes. Well, and I think our our roster at this point is kind of built to do that. Like, yes, we had like a couple holes left, but we filled major needs in free agency. And we've got decent depth at a bunch of those like need positions, like D end. We've got three guys who can rotate opposite of Daniel Hunter. We've got like five, six cornerbacks who all have game experience. Not saying you don't need one, mm-hmm. but you you've got those guys. Wide receivers, yeah, it would be better to go fill it with a better player. But you've got four guys. You're returning the same four receivers yeah, as last year. It's yeah, exactly. Like you you're returning a that whole group that, yeah, that would be ideal to add someone, but you don't have to. Yeah, you know, I think kind of what I'm getting at is, like, you built it the last two years with all those selections. You built the depth. Yep, now now go get your guys. Mm-hmm. And it's it, the way they've... It's getting me pumped. The way they went after it in free agency with, the you know, the one-year, like, f- hole-filling type guys, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson was kind of the... That was our big piece. He got a multi-year deal. But then it was Patrick Peterson for one year. Xavier Woods for one year. Mac Alexander for Nick one Vigil year. year. Nick Vigil one year. Trading for Mason Cole to fill a hole there. You know, these guys, it's a it, it's fill all these spots and just make a run to save their fucking job. You know, I mean that's kind of what it seems like they're doing. Yep. So it's it's built to you just gotta make sure that you can protect the quarterback, really. I, otherwise I feel like the defense has got improved enough. The offense is the already good offense. Yep, and if you're one of those people who say you can fill those uh, two guard spots in the middle rounds, people do it all the time, then you don't care if we take Trey Lance. You just need to also trust that Ezra can shift out to left tackle. Yes, or, or say you can get a tackle like Walker Little in the third round and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, or you trade a two or a three, a four, and a five. You go up and you take Dylan or Duns or Brady Christensen. Or, oh. It's a it's a really good offensive line class. So I, you just would hate to look back and go, oh, remember when we drafted, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker instead of Trey Lance and Trey Lance turned out to be, you know, the next Cam Newton. Or yeah. Whatever. Like the next, the Steve next big McNair. quarterback that everyone goes, well, you should have traded out of that spot or tra- picked a different guy. Even people talk about, you know, the teams that traded out when the chiefs came up and the Texans came up, like at the time they were like, oh, they didn't need one kind like per se, but it's like, just imagine if whatever I forget what team it was like the Browns I think traded out. Yep, the for Browns one of them. traded out and the, the Bill, Bills traded out with uh, Kansas City. Yeah, and then uh, they eventually get Josh Allen, so they're like, oh, who cares? The next year, but, but they could have had Mahomes, and you know, I just I don't know. You, it's a quarterback. If you think one is worthy of a top four pick, which is what we think, you take them. You take them. Yeah, uh, I just don't know if Rick and them will do it. Like I, I, that's I think that's the conversation. Like any fan would, because we're not their jobs not on the line. But I think in with all the picks we have, I think like your your idea is right. Take them and then do whatever you can to fill those other holes. Hell, trade a future pick for Orlando Brown. Like I think it's a weird that we're going for him. He's not really the right skill set, but like the rumors haven't really died. It still seems like I mean they brought in Alejandro Villanueva. Villanueva. They don't need a tackle if they're keeping Orlando Brown. So why are they bringing in a tackle? I mean, like, I feel like that man's getting traded on draft day. Just exactly, just like Trent Williams got traded. And I was listening to Lieber and Meat Sauce, and they both said last year, their all their sources, the Vikings thought they had Trent Williams locked in. Like they thought they were getting him. They were not like they they thought they had him. And then all of a sudden he goes to San Fran, and they're like, oh, let's pick Ezra. So you could go into this draft. You have cap space. You could send them a, a third and a future second for Orlando Brown. Then take Lance. Or you, What's the problem? Or take Fields or whoever the hell's there. I think Lance is the most likely. 
Because I, I don't know. Like I, just, I feel like the way everyone talks, it's like fields right now. Yeah, I, I feel like that's swinging. It's weird. It's like. I feel like everyone like nitpicked Justin Fields. Fields got nitpicked to death. And now I feel like there's a little bit of a, a backlash to the backlash. Like, yeah. whoa, guys, he's not. He's, yeah, he was like, with Trevor Lawrence as like the top two. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Since like, he was a young boy, you know. <laughs> no, it's like, all right, so so let's go back back and forth on the quarterbacks. Like, it just with with them on the top four. Yeah, I don't care which one falls. You gotta take them in mind. Which opinion. is like root for Mac Jones to get taken. So there's any potential of someone sliding. Yep, and, unless you're a Mac Jones guy, I don't know. Yeah, and I I almost say I'm almost rooting for Matt Jones to uh, be taken so somebody trades up for another quarterback, and I don't have to make that decision. Yeah, honestly. And then it just pushes one of the good guys down That's the, the thing, too. Like, if five quarterbacks go ahead of us. That leaves, what, nine? Yeah, nine players. We're the ninth pick in the draft at that point, yeah. in a way. But, you know, there's – I just – I feel like there's ways – to finagle it where you could take a quarterback and then still end up. Like, what if you came out of the draft with Justin Fields, even if you traded up for him? What if you traded up with uh, to Denver's pick, you gave up, you know, your first, a third, and like a fifth, and yeah. then you traded a second and a third for Orlando Brown? So you come out with Justin Fields and Orlando Brown and then... A bunch of later picks. Uh, okay. You still have three fourth-round picks, two fifths, a sixth. All right. Does anyone even care if that's what you got? No, I, I really yeah. don't. Is there any other... Lineman available for trade. Yeah, we're, 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 who, which guard is available for trade? Yeah, is Brandon Scherf still on the franchise tag? Yes, I believe he is. Can we? Is he fig- happy? Is he can, happy? Can is, we figure? Can we figure this cap out somehow? No, I don't want to give up a first for Orlando Brown. So no, I don't. All those do trades that. where I, it's like yeah, where we swap first. Yeah, no, no, no. He's we not that, I, I just, don't. I don't want that because I don't want to be picking at twenty-seven. I, I just don't think Orlando that. Brown's good enough to garner that type of compensation. Like. He's really good. He's young, but we got to pay him. He's only played right tackle. He's in an offense where they run the ball so much. You got to pay him and Brian O'Neill. But what are we doing with all this money? What do we have? Like $8 million, $7 million? Yep. And then as soon as June 1st comes, we get a big chunk of Rudolph's money. Oh, that's right. And you can always extend Hitman at any point. Yeah, so the money's there. I mean, we had no money last year. We traded for Yannick Ngakwe. That's true. So, And we still had no money at the draft, and there was all the rumors of Trent Williams, and it was like... How the hell are we pulling this off, you know? So, anyways, that's an a odd way of going about telling you our top four, but it's quarterbacks. Yep, they're, they're There's all really no reason to break down the quarterbacks. One, two, three, four. Yep. They're and really it, good. It's a really good quarterback class. Yeah, and if you're into the draft, you've read so much about the quarterbacks, you yeah. really don't know. Zach Wilson, small yet. school guy, yep. took, took the league by storm, basically, and then crushed his pro day. Yeah. The little uh, rollout crossbody throw. Yeah. Jets was... were like, all right. We're taking him too. Yeah, we're trading Sam Darnold yeah. right now. And then we talk Justin Fields. Uh, he's you know Ohio State, all the tools. He's basically like we were saying. He was the him and Trevor Lawrence were sort of the one two. The one two. It was like maybe Fields, maybe Lawrence. Yeah, and, and then now, it was like maybe Lance. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lance Zach Wilson, another small school guy, slipped yeah. in there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, North Dakota State. You know, I'm sure all your friends have been telling you about him. So, but uh, so those are those four. But quarterbacks top five. Or top four. Top four. Top uh, four. Yeah, so who is your number five? I've got Kyle Pitts. Wow, okay. Ryan Kyle went Pitts. tight end. I mean, probably the most talented player in the draft. Yep. As far as, like, your positional, he's so much better than all all the other tight ends at his position. It's just how much do you value tight end? You would basically just call him a receiver. Yeah, I, I just think he's, he's a, super He's, he's a matchup a fucking monster. Who, I forget which player I was watching. Kyle. Well, I think it was Kyle Trask, their quarterback. And 
he he's just really good at everything. Like it's like in Rainy Moss. It's like it's not fair. You can run fast and jump high, but you also can catch the ball insanely well. Yeah, but he's got really good uh uh like body body skills yeah. in the air. Yeah. It's like you get to be 6-6, run a 4 4 4-4. Four. Four, okay, that's cool. That's going to make you a first round pick. But you also have the body control, the hands, like the the eye coordination, everything to just the, be a really good football player and the ability after the catch. You yeah, know, he's not just like straight line speed. He can he's nimble. He can move and after if, the catch. If you are considering him a tight end, which he's considered a tight end, uh, he actually blocks. Yep. like he isn't great at it. No, but he got but better from uh, the year before. Yeah, and he's not. Year. Who's like a tight end that just like never blocks but can catch the ball? Like Darren Waller. For yeah, the like most part, where like, they're basically only a receiver, you know, and maybe the defense could. Defense. 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 The defense can just treat him as a receiver. Like, you could try to do that with Pitts, and then they line him up in line and they run the ball. So Uh, he's not my number five, though. Okay. Okay. So you're saying if he was there at 14, he was easier to take. Yep. Mine's Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. I I assumed uh, that's where you had him. I've got him right after Pitts. Yeah, that was our number five on our first big board was Penny Sewell. Tried to sit myself on draft day and go, all right, if Pitts and Sewell are somehow there, <laughs> I'm probably going more ape shit for Kyle Pitts. See, I feel like I possibly would be just because skill position is just a funner position. Like, but you got it. I mean, Penny Sewell was like a freshman, 19 year old mauling people. Um, I would trade up for him too. Like, I feel like he now, if the Bengals, so like another scenario is if the Bengals don't take him and they do go Jamar Chase, I feel like he could fall a little bit. Yep. Um, I I wouldn't rule out the Dolphins just yet, though. I know they really want uh, weapons, but they have Devontae Parker, Will Fuller. Um, they really like that Preston Williams. There's one more guy there. Gusecki's still there. Gusecki's like still there. Um and like their offensive lines, okay. They drafted Austin Jackson last year, but that was a honestly like, yeah, a, like a reach of a pick. Yeah. yeah, and then they took I think Robert Hunt is the other guy that they were using. Yep. So it, it ain't stopping you from drafting Penny Sewell. Yeah, it allows I, you to move Hunt inside because he was a, mm-hmm. a guard. So like he, I don't know. I it, I wouldn't rule out the Dolphins yet. It does. It it is sort of everyone's just penciling in Jamar Chase or Pitts, whichever one's there. We're you know, but like you said. And not I'm, so fast. And I can make an argument for damn near every team to take Penny Sewell well, over who else? Or what, pick what four, I, Atlanta. Okay, I they've t- got uh, who are they? McGrary and uh, Matthews. Yeah, but it's like again, it's Penny I'd Sewell. T- I take Penny Sewell. If I were the Falcons at four and I'm not trading out, I would take Sewell over a skill position player. See, I'd take Pitts if I was them. Okay, that, like. I get it. But I, the possibility's there. Yeah. Sewell could easily go four, five, six, but... I can see him going seven to Detroit. I can see him going eight to the Panthers. Nine to, to the To me, he's like, if he gets to seven, that's him falling, though, to me. Like, yeah, I feel like if he gets true. past the Bengals, it's like, that was... That's weird. That's true. That was the spot. That man. was like when we talked about our big boards the first time. It was like, he's not getting past the Bengals. It's, they had banners in their stadium that's... Uh, what did it say? Suck for Sewell. No, it said a penny for your thoughts or something like oh, that. Yeah. Like they, they were all about it. But now, you know, a lot of the Jamar Chase hype, because you could pair him with Burrow. They signed Riley Reef. I know that doesn't mean like a ton, but it's like it, it seems like the classic let's let's just plug it with some guy this year and then we'll we'll bring uh, Jamar yeah, Chase I, in or something. I gotta take 
I gotta take Penny Sewell. I gotta slide Jonah Williams inside. Mm-hmm. Leave Which is the right tackle. A really nice O line. Yep. But you could just leave your tackles out there, ignore it another year, and draft Jamar Jason. So, somebody said uh, uh, during the Bengals like jer- uh, uniform uh, photos and shit okay, like that. Their new uniforms. Uh, there was a uh, uh, leak of who they're taking because. Uh, Joe Joe Burrow's uh, socks weren't up all the way, so you could see the scar in his knee uh, oh, yeah, from his yeah. ACL surgery. Saw, yeah. So they're like, we're taking Sewell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sewell's number five for me. Uh, I had pit, or six for me. Six for you. So my number six is Rashawn Slater. Yep, I've got Slater at seven. Slater is like the the one B to Sewell. Yep. Like, so, some people have Slater going lot, ahead of, of Sewell. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the NFL.com guys really love Slater. I'm more of a Sewell guy, but Slater fits real nice in our scheme. He's yeah, probably I'll, more athletic. He's, I agree. He can play guard, tackle, although I'm sure Sewell could play a little guard this year if we needed him to. I don't know why you would, though, because we now have a giant keeping hole left tackle. Um, yeah, Slater, Northwestern, He's he seems safe. Seems like a good pick. Probably not even going to make it to 14. Yeah, he was the only one who kept uh, Chase Young in check two mm-hmm. years ago. He, he didn't play last year. The problem I feel like we have is the Chargers pick right ahead of us, and, like, they're looking like a desperate. They want need to protect Herbert. Yeah. An O line. I know they added some guys, but so that means like, if you pencil in one there, all it takes is one other guy to go, and now you've lost Sewell and Slater, and you're kind of in that other tier. Yep. Like I put these two above the rest of the O line. Are you I kind agree. of in the same boat? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then there's like three or four other guys in that next tier. Which those three to four guys feel very much like who we're getting. Like yeah. that the, one of those linemen. Is what we're gonna get, and it's not Slater, Slater or Sewell. Sewell. And I would give up one of my thirds, I think, to go up. If Salt, if that's if that's all someone wanted, say Denver called or Detroit or whoever, and said, "Hey, give us your third, and you can come up here. Yeah, give us we'll seven. Back. Give us seventy, yeah. and then we'll move back five to lock up a Sewell or a Slater. I think I would do it. Yeah, I I would even I would even pass. I would think I would even give up three and four. Give up another piece. Yep. Give up maybe even a dirt pick next yep, year. Yeah, because like I that. think like. You're just that much better off mm-hmm. getting one of those guys. But I feel like if they're calling you, they're calling the Chargers too. So you got now you're pl- getting played against the Chargers. Yep. Yeah. So you got to make sure it's a good offer. Uh, get those Chargers out of there, man. Yep. Fuckers. Yep. Yeah. Then that's the thing, though. You want to get ahead of the Chargers if you want an offensive one of those two offensive. What lines. else do the Chargers need? Like, what other direction could they go? Cornerback, uh, probably pass rusher. Yeah. Quarterback, co- cornerback. I've seen some people throw a receiver at them. That seems unlikely. I mean, yeah. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it just seems – I mean, do they have a tight – Pitts isn't going to be there, though. Pitts won't be there. Yeah. Because cool. the only way I could – but the only way they're not going tackle is if Slater and Sewell are already gone. How do you – if you're at 13 and one of those guys there, you're taking them. Yeah. Like, how the hell are you not taking them unless something – Well, you know, the Chargers do have that second – maybe they like one of the later round yeah, guys. Yeah, that could be. Just, maybe. maybe they do have, like, one of those later round guys or mid – Mid-tier guys like graded as first-round picks. I'm like, there's no way nobody else, somebody else uh-huh. has Dunes this high. We can just trade back to 19 or whatever. And they're the team that traded up for Kenneth Murray, right? Yeah. So like, and they traded back into the first after yep. taking Herbert. So I mean, they could be the kind of team that says, let's take J.C. Horn at 13 because he's uh, you know, as true talent. It's just a ridiculous. And then we'll trade back up and grab Redunes. Yeah, yep. we'll grab some other tackle, Jalen Mayfield. Ball. Star player. Take, take that one. Yep. So that was your 
Rashawn Slater was – are we talking about Slater right now? Yeah, we're talking about Slater. That was seven for me, six and for six. you. And my seven is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. So both of our number one non – well, number one number skill one position. Skill, yeah. Number one skill position. We take him – I mean, he's he's a freak. Yep, yep. Kyle Pitts. So our one through seven all have the same players. How high is Kyle Pitts going in our rookie fantasy draft? Is Rennie taking him number one overall? No. Nope. Rennie will not take him number one Rennie overall. Rennie will outthink himself. Who, and he will take. What? What? We'll talk about this off there. Well, but I'm, people want to know where Pitts is going. Pitts is going. Number, I got the third pick. Number three. So you're right ahead of Junior. Yeah, I'm right after Pat. Mm. Everyone Ooh, knows Pat. I mean, last year all Pat said was I'm taking a running back, and then he traded out of the DeAndre Swift pick so he could take. Pat's going to take a running back. It's, he's going three or four. Okay. He's going three or four uh, either to <coughs> you guys or to David. Anyways, David only likes good players. David, yeah, well, yeah, he's known for that. Um, he, David likes whoever you tell him to like. And I told him to like Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> he's listening to the podcast. He's like, number one skill position player? Let me write that down on my big board. Uh, all right, your number. Wait, he doesn't listen to me, though. I told him not to franchise say, or uh, to uh, pay Jonathan Williams. Or, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor? Taylor? Yep. He went against me. You were saying what? Demote him? Yep. Yep. As you can tell, our league is very complicated <laughs> and amazing. So uh, we're at pick. I'm at my number eight. Are you on eight? Yeah, we're on eight. I feel like they're going to be the same person. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is the <clears throat> second skill position player on the board. So I came around. I was a Devonta guy for a while, but I just been talked into it. He's, He's just so, so young. He's so good. Although Devonta's really good too. Uh, these receivers are higher than they were on our initial board. Yes. I think part of that is because we've filled some holes. Like, we took we, – we are out in Delvin Tomlinson. Christian Barmore is not even in my top 15 anymore. And nope, he, was he was number seven. Number for seven for both of us. Yep. Uh, there's just nowhere to play him. Like, really good, but where would you put a defensive tackle for this year? And, again, we go back to Rick and Zim have got to win. They're not drafting a backup tackle. And I, I, I can see the people uh, who want to make the argument, well, we'll just rotate, rotate him in and keep everyone fresh. Yeah. I get that. It's possible. I um, mean, that's it'd, it'd be interesting. It'd be, you could put him in on third downs and just let him rush. Like You'd have a pretty sweet D-line. And but, if something were to happen to Pierce or Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. But I'm him. not taking a rotational third down rusher over Jamar Chase now. Unless you think he's like Geno Atkins or Kevin Williams. Yeah, but because like then the rotation, like it's not really rotation. He's playing a lot. <laughs> well, then why did you pay those two? T- you know I, what I mean? Like it, that's it's, true because you could have seen that evaluation. They before. must not have liked the defensive tackle class enough to be like, let's wait and go draft one. Yep. They immediately went to sign one. So both of us have Jamar Chase, LSU receiver, insane. Did not play this year. Yep. Last played with Joe Burrow, won the national title. Yeah, he's not making it to pick fourteen. No, zero. Chance. No way because the Eagles will not pass up on him. Yeah, the Eagles probably should. <laughs> yeah, they're going to take Waddle. Uh, they right. don't watch tape on LSU receivers. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't get them. Nobody sends them that. Uh, all right, so we both have Chase. Who do you have as your number nine? Number nine, I've got Christian Derrissaw, but I feel like I know where you're going with this. Well, let's just talk about Derrissaw first. All right. I do not have Derrissaw there. No, I got uh, Christian Derrissaw, left tackle from Virginia Tech. Um he reminds me a lot of Trent Williams watching him play. Okay. Just the way he moves, um, big, strong, seems to be pretty athletic. He's kind of like a, a different – he's very different than Rashawn Slater. Slater's like the shorter, position-flexible guy. Darasa's like big, pure. pure left tackle or right tackle, whatever you want to put him. Um, 
kind of like just a, like once he gets you, you're not getting away. Yep. He's really big. He's really uh, tenacious, I would say. Uh, he likes to kind of get out in the open field and just, like, smother the guys. You know, he'll hit them. He'll, he'll, like, shove his guy out of the way, and he'll, like, flatten a linebacker and just lay on him. Like, All right, you're not moving until the whistle blows. On most mocks, I feel like he ends up going to the Chargers. Agree. I feel like that's that's their guy. Like, we almost never – he never almost makes it to us because you get the first two guys, Slater and Sewell, go in the top 10 because they're that talented. And then the need for the Chargers is so bad that they take Darsaw. Yep. And it's a good value. Like, if we got Darsaw at 14, that's totally... Yep. I, it's really weird. I feel like when I see somebody, uh, when the Chargers pass on Darisaw, I feel like they always have us passing on Darisaw, too. They're probably just not a Darisaw fan. I was just going to say, point, I was just gonna say the, that later. The knock on him, I feel like, is a lot of people say sometimes he gets a little, like, lackadaisical. Like, it's, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Bryant McKinney rip that, like... Brian McKinney was so good that I think there was times where he kind of just looks effortless. It, it looks effortless. It looks like he's not given full effort. And maybe he's not. Maybe he's like, this is so easy. I don't even need to try. Um, so some people kind of will give him that knock. But if the yeah, play for Zimmer. Oh, is that you don't give up pressures and sacks. However you do it, that's how you do it. You yeah, know? And I'm going to say this. Like, if you're playing for Zimmer, you're not going to be doing that any, anymore. Yeah. And if we take him, we must think that he's... I mean, it's it's almost you'd hate what you don't want him to end up is like the Matt Khalil, like Matt Khalil didn't have any fire in him, you yeah. know, and that was kind of his problem. I feel like that guy was clearly talented. Yeah, he went to the pro uh, the pro. He Bowl. was good for his first few years, and then I, I don't know he sucked. He was like chirping at fans. Remember, like the one fan was like giving him shit outside the stadium. I don't know. Yeah, but Matt Khalil. God, that's that's, that's got to be one. Of, that was such a bad draft, though. It's Khalil Claiborne, Blackman, Trent Richardson. Like you look back on Rick's like biggest misses. It was that I don't one. No, if like that is both like, of them were in a bet. Actually, the Ponder class. Ponder's by class. far the that worst. Was, yeah, and that was ever. a good draft class too. That was like the Aaron Donald, JJ Watt class. That's the one year we talked a little bit before the podcast. Like the one year that you could say the pick was a clear reach for need. Yep. Like that Christian Ponder had no business going in the first round, especially the top, top half. fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, like we talked about, people say, "Oh, Treadwell, that was a need pick," but that no one the complained reach. about the value. Yep. Yeah, a reach. Well, a reach for need. In hindsight, oh, yeah. people are like, "Oh, he reached for need there," but it's like that was not a reach. No one thought Treadwell at twenty or whatever it was was a reach. Yep. They and thought need met value, and it was a great pick. Yep, because neither Diggs nor Thielen were what they were. And everyone and thought we needed job. a receiver. Yep. And no one in their right mind would say that Tre- Like People thought Treble was going to go top 15, top 10. Like They yep. thought he was good. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't think of many times where we pulled the Austin Jackson. Yeah, uh, we, we tried coming up with ones, and the only ones we came up with were Ponder and that people would say Treadwell. Yeah. But like the other. That's uh, hindsight. Mike Hughes? I don't know if Mike Hughes felt like a reach. Like, I feel like most people, but it was a little bit. Uh, not just it was more of like an out of left field pick, like oh corner. Huh? Yeah, I had not like looked at corners at all because yeah. like, when we picked Mike Hughes, I was like, who had, is this? We guy? had Waynes and Rhodes, yeah. so that's probably the, the a, a rare example of him not drafting like a a need a hole filling pick in the first round because we almost always do. Like somehow we end up with Bradbury when we need a lineman. We end up with you know Trey Waynes when we need a corner. We end up with Justin Rhodes Jefferson. and Trey Floyd, Justin Jefferson and Gladney last year. Like, everyone knew we needed a cornerback and a receiver, but neither pick felt like reaches either. So he does a pretty good job of drafting what we need, but at a good value point. Except for Christian Ponder. Yes. And then the Mike Hughes one wasn't really a need. 
I feel like that yeah, draft no, dried up though at that point. Like I just feel like no one fell. I I agree with that. Uh, and also, Mac hadn't broke out yet. Yeah. So like you do kind of like maybe you know, they Zimmer, thought they needed Zimmer, that. Well, yeah. he loves corners. You know, two times in five years did we draft Nickelbacks? Yeah, basically. In the first round, <laughs> yikes! If that was and we true spent intention. A, and we spent a high two on Mac, and he became just a Nickelback too. I mean, unless I mean, I don't know if the if the Hughes was ever gonna like. I feel like they kept him outside and inside. Like, he played a lot of outside too, so I don't know if that was like that dude just can't stay healthy. Like we'll never know what the, unless he stays healthy this year. Like the true plan would have been they talked the B writers have talked him up too. Like in. In camp, like this guy looks like he's, you know, it took a while for Waynes and Rhodes to get used to the Mike Zimmer system, but this Hughes guy, he's got to figure it out. And then he just always gets hurt. So it's, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. That draft, like, what is it? I think we all thought line, O line, like Will Hernandez. And now yep. he got benched last year. Did he really? Yeah, I did not know that. Like, I was listening to a, some Giants guy was talking, and they were talking about, well, maybe Will Hernandez will bounce back. He got benched. Because he was, like, pretty good out the gate. He was like, yeah. should have took Will Hernandez, but Interesting. failure. So that draft also. Yeah, that was also like Juwan Taylor and stuff like that then, wasn't yep, it? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I think it was kind of weak in that area. And we yeah, just didn't really. It was, it was like, kind of like when we drafted Chris Cook. Like, there was nobody good there. And we just took some bum corner. I don't know. Yeah. It's nice being at pick 14. Yep. You know? <laughs> you can get someone good. Uh, like Christian Darasa. So my number nine, yours was Darasa. Mine is Jalen Phillips. He was not in my top 15. It, it, and maybe he's not even on the Vikings board. The guy had a lot of concussions. He was forced to retire by UCLA. I guess they have a, uh, like, if you have three concussions, you got to go. Oh. So he didn't choose to retire. They were like, you can't play here anymore. And then he's like, all right, well, Miami will pick me up. And I hear uh, Jim Moore uh, Jr. asked him to come back to UCLA. Oh, did he try yeah. to? Yep. Interesting. And, and Jalen Phillips was like, nah. He's, yeah, I feel like you guys made me waste a year, so I'm yep. heading out. Uh, and then there's some, I think, I know I've read some stuff, like he like did some like recording and stuff, and then it's like, oh, is he more interested in like a rap career, or like what's his deal? But on the f- tape, and like just talent-wise, he's really fucking good. Yeah, on tape, he is, I don't know, the best defensive player in the class. Yeah, like, like if you if you uh, take out all the red flag, like non-football stuff, I feel like he would be that normal top five defense alignment. Yeah, like that you it, have in every draft. Yep, you saw you you saw it watching Gregory Russo film that like all right that guy opposite of him is like really good. Way more polished, way more like technically like sound. Yep, and good then size. I, and then I started seeing him like pop into the end of the first round. And I was like, okay, like what are what. Are, Maybe he is actually like pretty good, and then you click on the video and you're like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. this guy is a fucking beast!" Like he would be up there with like the Bosa brothers and Chase Young. Chase like he'd Young. be that that edge rusher, Bradley Chubb, like that guy that it's like, "Well, he'll go, he'll go top five, top six. He's not getting out of there." Yep, he's going to like yeah, he's he'll be a top ten pick because he's an elite edge rusher, and that's what you take on defense. But mm-hmm. but he's got he's got certain red flags like if he i could see him falling into the 20s just because people are like well he's got injury issues we'll see you know if we take him at 14 i assume that means we cleared him and i'm fucking psyched because he's my number one defensive player and it phillips tomlinson pierce hunter and it if if we take phillips and obviously that means like we cleared him if something were to happen with hunter again like you're not deprived of a complete edge rush you got someone yeah I mean, you still got to then figure out the offensive line, but like, 
just, just again, just talent wise, he's so good. Yeah. So if your medical team says he's good to go, he's as likely as any other player to one play get hit and be out for his career. Like, there's no, I mean, Mike Hughes probably had no issues coming in, and now he can't keep his neck on, you know, like so. And concussions, like, yes, they are obviously terrible, but I feel like. Everyone's getting. Everyone gets concussions. How many players in the draft that got a bunch of concussions that we don't even know because they didn't say it or they didn't get kicked out of school or whatever the deal is? You know, like for all we know, you know, Penny Sewell's had. You know, I don't know. He's got big, big knee pads on. What's going on there? You got some knee problems that we don't know about. Like Phillips, this thing was so like public that now everyone's like, well, he must be. He must. He's probably off people's boards. So I, I don't know. It's. That, yeah, it's, I wonder if he didn't go to UCLA and wasn't forced to retire, if we're even having this conversation. Yeah, like if he just goes to school that's like Bama. If he just like, went no, straight to Miami. Playing. Yeah. You know? And just produced and dominated. So he's like, everyone I watch, like I was watching uh, Ben Lieber's, he's just like a YouTube thing. Like, it's his favorite edge. Um, another YouTube guy I watch, favorite edge. Like, everyone that's just worried about the football part, they're like, Love him. Uh, Chris Collinsworth tweeted that like he's like, yeah. Jalen Phillips is the best defensive player in the draft, and it's not really close. Yep. But you got the problems with him. So that's my number eight. Your number eight was Darsa. Who yeah, is your I feel, number? No, I think we were oh, at nine. Yeah, we're at nine. Who's your number ten? Uh, I've got I've got Elijah Vera Tucker. Vera Tucker. Okay. 10. Not my ten. So let's talk a little Vera Tucker. I re- uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, tackle guard. Uh, played tackle this year? Played tackle this year, guard the, the guard year before. Years, yeah. uh, he's got shorter arms, so people say he doesn't like have ideal tackle arm, ideal tackle length, and he's more inside. But I don't know. I don't really see an issue. He's so technically sound that I don't really think the uh, the length is going to be that big of an issue. And, you, and it, if you got Ezra and you feel like he's comfortable out there, maybe you just leave Tucker at guard. He's the kind of guy that when you hear about him, they're like, safe technically sound like you just said like he's gonna be good you know he might not be uh jonathan ogden but you're he's one of those plug him in for 10 years guys yeah it's like it's like jake matthews taylor decker taylor luan the the, the floor is really high like you're gonna get a good player if i had to bet on any player that we're gonna draft if i had to like do odds i think he's the highest odds yeah i think so too he fits the need he fits the scheme. He fits everything. And he the will probably there. be there. Yeah, He's good value, but he'll probably be there. Yep. I don't really... Uh, most mock drafts, he's available on our pick. He's sort of the guy that goes to us whenever it's like, no one crazy fell. It kind of went chalk all the way. Who do you take? We'll take Vera Tucker. I feel like every mock draft I've opened in the last like <laughs> two weeks, if it's not Vera Tucker, it's Jalen Phillips. And if it's not Jalen Phillips, it's Vera Tucker. Yep. I, Every I, single yeah. time. I feel like it's down to those two. Mm-hmm. And if a draft day, if it comes down to those two, like they're they're 10 and 11 on my board. So, and nine and whatever on your board, they're right there. They're honestly, they're, we're getting a little value. I mean, they, he might've got pushed up because we need alignment a little bit, but like it's, it's again, it's a perfect Spielman pick. It's what we need, but it's not a reach. It's not taking... Who's the bum the Texans took that one year? Titus Howard. Titus Howard. Like, that is a pure, we reached, we picked him 25 picks too soon because we need to tackle. Somehow, Rick, you know, okay, you took Bradbury. Maybe he was the 23rd best player and you took him at 18. It's still right in the realm of a good value. Yep. And Vera Tucker's like smack dab. Pick 14. No one's going to be like, wow, what a terrible pick. 
and everyone's gonna can't be happy believe they took him lightning. over Sertan or whatever. Yeah, like, no one's gonna bat an eye. Everyone's so. gonna be like Elijah Barry Tucker. Yep, you could have pencil. You could have put this one in pen months ago. Like he, everyone knew he was gonna be there. Everyone knew the Vikings needed the guard. Like mm-hmm. just the writings on the wall for Barry Tucker. I think yeah, Barry Tucker and Jalen Phillips probably close to even for odds. Like on if we were to like create the odds. Yeah, I think I'd go slightly Vera Tucker because of the lineman. Yep, give me. And I guess there's no chance on. that Vera Tucker's not on our board. Phillips does have that <laughs> slight chance that maybe they medical red flagged him, you know? Yep. But yeah, I would say it's I would it. say like it's like plus two fifty Vera Tucker plus four fifty Jalen Phillips. Yeah. I mean who's even the third guy? Darisaw. Just because you don't know if he's gonna be there, but like plus seven hundred. Because yeah. like I feel like if he gets past the Chargers, we probably take him over Vera Tucker. I think I'd lean Quiddy Pay, because I think he'll be available. Okay. I think like if like, if they're both there, I would think we'd go Darsaw. I don't think Darsaw's gonna be there. And that's so, like, why my your odds, odd board. Yeah, I like, first off they gotta be there. Yep. Second off, will we take him? Because yep. obviously we'd have the four quarterbacks with the highest odds, but <laughs> yeah. they're not going to be there. Yeah, it's like a balancing act. Okay, so that was your 10. Yes. That was Elijah Vera Tucker. My yep. number 10 is Devonta Smith. Okay. Okay. You see, you're with the skill position. Yeah, guys. he's just so damn good. Like, yeah. he's really, really good. Silky smooth. Marvin Harrison, that's who he That's That's who the people Marvin that Har- bitch about the weight because he weighed. So Marvin Harrison. No, sorry, that's my shoes. Oh, uh, he's a, like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne in one. Yeah, well, I think when people talk about how skinny he is, like you go, well, hey, Marvin Harrison was really skinny, and that dude was silky smooth and like was really good. So it's possible. I don't know how skinny he was. Once he weighed, Don Smith weighed one sixty six apparently at the medical combine. Yeah, that's fucking light. But like you watch him, and it's like, who cares? What does it matter? You can add ten pounds of muscle yeah. to that frame. His uh, uh, wingspan is that of a man who's six foot six, I believe. And why do you need to be big? Like, he, no one can – he still – his releases are good. He catches good. He's fast. He's, Diggs isn't the biggest. Jefferson yeah. isn't the biggest. It doesn't they're really not as They're not as light as Devonta yeah. Smith. But, again, the man can put on weight and probably not lose a step. And I feel like he's really good at not getting lit up. Like, he knows how to avoid hits. Like this, He works the zone very well. Yeah, so – He knows the soft spot where he gives himself, like, three-yard cushion so he can at least brace as he turns. Devonta Smith is kind of one of those guys that, like, I would rather someone just take him before us because I don't want to take a receiver. Yep. I just have a hard time passing on someone that I would consider like a blue chip player and taking someone that's maybe a little less of that. But I don't really want a receiver. But it would be fun, Thielen. I mean, because you can move any of them in the slot. You can move any of them outside. Thielen's getting older. Maybe he you know, ends up being that replacement. I mean, your offense is insane if you got those three receivers, Nerve Smith and Dalvin Cook. Yep. Offensive line. Who needs, who needs it? it? Yep. Yeah, who needs it? Just run slants. <laughs> Drags for days. Um, okay, so that was my 10. I will say my 11. We already did your 10, right? Yeah. My well, 11 is Vera Tucker. Okay, my 11 so, is uh, Jalen Phillips. Okay, so two guys we already talked about. Yep. We'll move to my 12 is Tevin Jenkins. Okay. So I have Jenkins ahead of Darsaw. All right. And I just like how insane that dude is. Like, he's a maniac. So nasty. Yeah, super nasty. Would give us maybe a little bit of edge to our offensive line instead of being so soft. Nope. Uh, maybe more of a right tackle than a left tackle. I was going to say in this scenario, do, yeah. you, do you feel comfortable moving Brian I think O'Neal I move over? Brian O'Neill and I play Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. It is, I don't know. It's, it, it's, I could easily by draft day flip Darsa ahead of him. Darsa seems a little safer. Yep, I agree. Like, he's just a big mammoth. I play, plug him at left tackle and call it a day. 
Tevin Jenkins maybe has a little more upside as just this, you know, football junkie. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He's, I more see Tankins as like really like a right tackle, and I mm-hmm. see Darisaw as like a true left tackle. So that's why I've got Darisaw ahead. Yeah. But like, you know, we run to the right a lot, and it's nice getting Brian O'Neill out into space. Mm-hmm. And Tevin Jenkins, I feel like if you like Tevin Jenkins, you. You like Orlando Brown? Why? You, know, you think he's more? They're, they're of a... big, they're big, nasty. I know Jenkins can move a little better, but like they're just big. I mean, yeah, and like nasty. Yeah, I, I with their. I don't know if you ever looked at like relative athletic score. The, yeah. the scale like. Uh, Tevin t- Jenkins scored higher than Rashawn Slater. Yeah, I was gonna say didn't uh, Jenkins score like nine seven one or something? Nine seven four. Slater's nine seven one. Both okay. of them were better than Sewell. Uh, Darasaw hasn't done any testing, so we don't have anything on him. But I was surprised at how athletic Jenkins was. Um, so that's when I was like, oh, okay, like he can fit the scheme. He can, like, he isn't going to be, you know, someone like Jalen Mayfield. Was dude terrible was terrible. That. His athletic score was uh, four something. Like, terrible broad, terrible 40. Like, I took him off. Like, I don't want that guy at all. I feel like a lot of the top linemen in this class are very athletic. It's a very athletic draft. Like, as I, far as... The, I mean, who, beside Jalen Mayfield, there's uh, that James Hudson, who was more of, like, a third-round pick. Yeah. He was super athletic. And then a lot of people liked it, like, well, they'll mock, like, Deontay Brown to us, the guard. And it's like, that dude is, like, he's pure, like, phone booth. Like, you're not... That's the guy from Alabama? Yeah, the yeah. jig giant mammoth guard from Alabama who, like, everyone's heard of, so they're like, oh, plug him in. It's like... That dude doesn't fit our scheme at all. No, if you want a big, giant, mid-round guard who's athletic, you take, what is that, Trey Smith from Tennessee? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. actually That's athletic. The one, so. And he's like 325 pounds. Yeah. So if you want big and you want athletic, get him, mm-hmm. not dude De- from Alabama. Deontay yeah. Brown. Like, if you're going off, the f- like, thinking the Vikings are going to stick with this athletic lineman thing, which we've been drafting the last few years, Ezra was, like I think, a 9.99 on that. Raz score, and then Bradbury, obviously super athletic, O'Neal athletic. So once Tevin Jenkins showed that he was actually athletic, then I was like, oh, okay. I like his mentality, and he can fit our scheme. Yep. What I really like about uh, that website is you can switch those players' uh, position. Yeah. So you can see what they score as, like, a a tackle Mm -hmm. compared to a guard and stuff like that. So when you're, like, thinking about uh, switching guys over and whatnot, like Alex Leatherwood was, like, one of the first ones I did. And I was like, oh, okay. You can actually – Yep, to plug him in at guard. Yep. Yeah, I moved him to guard on mine. I was like, he's gonna look like a guard. Better. So did I. Much, much I'm there first. Let's, let's <laughs> get him up there. Uh, but like you said, it's super athletic. I mean, of my top like nine offensive linemen tackles, they're all really athletic. Yeah. And can, there's not. Can I ask how I have Brady Christensen on there? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's my eighth Eight. offensive tackle. Yeah, I think he's at nine for me. Yeah, and I would take him in the second round. It's a yep. really loaded offensive tackle class. So, anyways, back to our big boards. Mine was Tevin Jenkins there, which was pin, my number 12 guy. Who's your number? 12 is Devonta Smith for me. Okay, receiver. Yep, we just Heisman winner. him. Uh, my number 13 is Christian Darasa, so right behind Jenkins, another offensive lineman. Okay, I've got Quiddy Pay at 13. Okay, well, Quiddy Pay's my 14, so let's talk a little Quiddy Pay. He moved down both of our boards. He was our both of our DN1s. He was, I think, eighth on yeah. our first big boards when I looked at it. Um, I, to me, I just I just now like Jalen Phillips better. Yeah, I agree. I, I watched a little more Jalen Phillips. Really like him. Quiddy, I, 
Quiddy Pay, I think it was ba- a lot of people say it was like based off their scheme, but he just kind of left a lot to be desired with like pass rushing and everything like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what you know all the the draft people say is like this guy's ready to go day one as a run stopper. Just doesn't really have a lot of pass rush moves. Oh. He's the perfect fit for us. He's like he's a bigger edge. He's not like like his tweener is like okay, you can play edge and then kick him inside. Some of the other guys, it's like well, they could be three, four outside or DN, and I feel like we like the guys that are a little bigger, like Everson Griffin. I was just going to say, he kind of reminds you of Everson Griffin Absolutely, in stature. Yeah. You just don't, might not have the, uh, what, Everson had the energy and like, yeah. the, like that kind of thing. The mental know. edge. Yeah, the <laughs> mental edge. I just remember Pay absolutely destroying the Gophers. Yeah. And I think about that, and I was like, that dude was a monster against us. Yeah, like, I think he had like three sacks and like four tackles for a loss against us. He, he was... like single-handedly just destroyed our whole offense. So oh. uh, I still really like him. He also was super athletic, like, so another guy that just tested off the charts. And then he did not run a three cone, but apparently he yes. last spring or something did one that was like insane. It was so, like six eight four or something. Yeah, like which is very good. Yeah. Uh so, so that was thirteen for me. Um where did my board go? Thirteen for me. He was fourteen for me. So okay. was your fourteen? Fourteen for me is Aziz Ajulari. Okay. And I know your pro issue with him is He's not like, on my board. You, you think he's a 3-4 edge. Yeah. Um, and I did too, but then I see him like mocked a lot to uh, a bunch of 4-3 teams by people who are a lot smarter than me. So I figure I'm going to throw him back on my board. I feel like he's ideally he's a 3-4 edge, which doesn't mean you can't draft him and put him in a 4-3. I don't – I. It seems like Zimmer is always he too wants – fast for you? Is that, a, is that yeah, your he's problem? He's too light. He's too light. Like I feel like Zimmer always wants guys that – hold the edge and stop the run. And he seems more like when we went out of that and we went and got Yannick Ngakwe, who was probably morally ideal in a 3-4, and he you know, he had that same – he's a pass rusher first. Yep. And I just feel like – but, you know, it could go both ways. Okay, he did it. He got Yannick. So that shows he'll go out of his comfort zone and go grab a guy like that. But then it didn't work. Okay, but – and I'll, I'll counter that with we've got Pierce Tomlinson and Hunter who are all – Elite run stoppers. Good point. Get somebody to go get the passer. Yeah. Get a guy that's. Swap Hunter and Ajulari. Eh, no. Leave Hunter on the the strong side. Yeah, I would almost leave Ajulari blind blind side and just go. Go For the strip sack. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if we take him, I love it because on his his tape, like pass rush wise, he's probably one of the best in the draft. I just. I don't have him because, again, I don't. I just. I don't think he fits like our height, weight, speed type of. DN that we want. He's just a freak. I gotta have him. <laughs> freak, I gotta have him. Uh, he's out of Georgia, right? Yeah. And he had a like double digit sacks. Yeah, and, and he finished off like three yeah. sacks in the Sugar Bowl. He he's an interesting one. I wonder if a three four team won't jump on him before he even gets to us. Or I just think for, even for his career, he'd be better off in a three four yep. scheme where he's standing just up. standing up and just rushing the passer every now. But I like we'll see, see I like seeing uh, him mock to the Steelers. Yeah, like perfect. Perfect. Opposite of TJ Watt, mm-hmm. Bud Dupree's gone, just fly. That was your 14? Yep. Uh, my 15 is Jalen Waddle. Okay. Okay. I also have Jalen Waddle right there. I really went back and forth on either Jason Owe or Jalen Waddle. Yep. I've I got just, Owe right after that as honorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Jalen Waddle is just another one of those blue chip type that it's like, am I really going to draft Jason Owe, who had no sacks or production? Like, he, he had pressures and stuff, but like, Jalen Waddle, it's like taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Like, just take the guy that's 
talented, proved yep. it. Like how he's going to at least be a really damn good kicker turner, partner turner, slot guy. Like he's fast. He'll go deep. Like I think he. I also think he's a good, uh, better route runner than like Rager and shit like that. Oh, way better. I, the worst part. I I hate watching people compare him to Tyree Kill because in my opinion, Tyree Kill's like a top ten route runner and super fast. Mm-hmm. Where like I don't know if Waddle's that it's good like at running when routes. Compared Henry Ruggs to Tyreek Hill, it's like that's not even the same player. Like, yeah, Jalen like, Waddle's Jalen Waddle is closer because he actually can run some routes a little better than Ruggs, but like it's still not Tyreek Hill. Oh. I, just, I think Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs are good uh, like comparisons. Yeah, like they both are deep receivers and really good route runners. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tyreek Hill can like jump out of the gym. He plays way bigger than he actually is. I mean, oh. Jalen she- Waddle kind of just reminds me of like maybe like a. Even like last year's Jerry Judy, like just a really good route runner. Yeah, that I mean he's bigger. I I, I see a lot of like uh, I see a better route running Deshaun Jackson. I mean that would be nice. Like if you could get that kind of speed with someone that can actually not Control just run more straight. Yeah. yeah. So I, he'd be fun. I don't like he's another guy I'd like rather just see someone else take. Because it means maybe a lineman or someone else falls to us. But if he's sitting there and Jalen Waddle's on the board. Sounds like the uh, Cardinals lately, uh, people are saying they're targeting a wide receiver and want to trade up for one. So maybe that's a team who trades up and grabs Waddle before we get up, get there. That'd be nice. Or trades up with us if Waddle's sitting there. Yep. You know? Who do they have? Hopkins and A.J. Green? Christian Kirk. Yeah. Uh, Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella. Yeah, they could definitely use a weapon. They, did they send a tight end this year? It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, they're, they're, the Cardinals. they're the Cardinals. Uh, okay. Should we take a break and then talk about some of our like more uh, – we're going to kind of talk about you know, some scenarios. If we, we know, you know Rick. Guy loves to trade back. Yep. So if Rick decides to trade back into the late first round, early second round, like who would we want us to trade down for? And who would we rather take in that area versus just pulling the trigger on them at 14? Yep. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about some players we like in trade down scenarios and players that we would like to see as target in like the second round as part of that trade down. Yeah, and even maybe as a trade up. Yep. Package a your third, fourth, fifth to move back into the second and grab someone. There's a whole swath of players in the second round that we just don't really talk about because we don't have a second round pick. And you I just feel like Rick's gonna end up either I, yeah, falling so back or jumping up. I was gonna say there's a scenario in the draft where we're gonna get players we haven't talked about. So we'll take a break and jump to them. All right, welcome back. We'll uh we'll jump to a couple couple trade down scenarios, couple mid round guys that we like, uh early mid round guys, I guess. Um, yeah, late first, second rounders, those type of guys. Yep. Guys that we would like, if you took him at 14, I mean, for some of them, like, like for example, like a Samuel Cosme. If we took him at 14, offensive tackle, we need him. But, like, I'd rather get him at 20 yep. or 25. Yeah, I would, I would like to see somebody move up with us because, like, I have no problem with Samuel Cosme. Yeah, super I just prefer athletic him guy. later. Yeah. It, Samuel Cosme, for those who don't know, is a tackle from Texas. Yeah. Uh, Probably worth a first-round pick. I just feel like uh, I think you could get him 10 picks later than where we're at. I saw, who is that? John Ledyard and uh, Jordan Reed kind of compared him to Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, I actually wrote down Ezra-like because he, again, with that uh, relative athletic score – Think he's number one in the draft class. He's a nine point nine point nine nine. Yeah. So the almost perfect athletic score. He ran a four eight four and a uh, shuttled him a four point three nine, which is like really good. I mean it's like the best numbers of any. But he also had thirty six bench reps. Yeah. So he's also strong. 
He's not. Uh, he's not the most technically sound. Yeah. That's kind of like the knock on him mm-hmm. is he's got to clean up his technique. But it, I, it, it sounds like all of his problems that they list off are due to his poor technique at times. Yeah, so you clean that up, and he's a great fit for our scheme with how athletic he is. He definitely, he, again, he feels very Ezra Cleveland-like. It's one of those guys, like last year, we had Ezra in our first round. I could see Cosme going in the second round. Yep. Like, there's I, I other feel, tackles that could go ahead of him. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it's going to be one of those drafts where once you kind of get past 18 or so, you're not going to see a lot of offensive linemen go maybe past the Colts spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colts need a left tackle pretty bad. Yeah, and maybe the Steelers. But that run on later offensive tackles is going to be like all the other years where it's top, of the, top of the second. And there's so many that, you know, okay, we like Cosme as, I mean, I like him as the fifth tackle. If he went as the ninth tackle, would I be that surprised? No. I mean, he maybe some teams are looking for someone a little, you know, stronger or more technically sound, and he ends up – and if he's the ninth tackle, that's a mid-second-round guy probably. You know, that's someone that you could trade up for and grab. So if you ended up taking Jalen Phillips at 14 and then traded up and got someone like Cosme or if we want to talk about more tackles like a Dylan Redunds, yeah. Brady Christensen. From these BYU. are all guys that I'd be happy with. Trading up. trading up from our third, or if we trade it back into the early second, or like late first, I'm not sure if I'm like super pumped to get like Brady Christensen in the late first, but it's not the end of the world. I feel like if you're taking one of those, one of these guys we're talking about, the Brady Christensen, Dylan Radunes, um, Samuel Cosme at the end of the first, because we kind of traded back. We traded out of the first, then back in. It's because we wanted to secure the fifth year option. And that means we're pretty high on him. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like that's why we didn't really take Ezra that high. It's like, eh, he's good. Well, and apparently we thought we had Trent Williams in the bag, so it was like, oh shit, better make a move here. That's true. It, it, it's they're just they just those kind of guys that if we trade down and get a bunch of stuff and then take them, I'm cool with it. Yep. If we just pulled the trigger at 14 on like Cosme, I'd be like, okay, eh, whatever. The rest of them, I'd be like, that was kind of a reach. Yep. Dylan Redunce at 14. Reach. Reach. Brady Christian at 14. Big reach. Yep. Um, like, I like these guys. I have no problem with them. It's just the value there. Yeah, you're is doing the, the Texans taking Titus Howard. You're doing the Austin Jackson thing the Dolphins did. Like, you're just grabbing guys that you like way too high. You're taking Chris Lindstrom at 14 yeah. when you should have traded down and gained extra capital. You're the Raiders. You're taking Clellan Farrell 20 picks too high. You're taking Damon Arnett around too high. You know, yep. it's, it's you're just taking your guys. Um, some other tackles. So, Redunds, we talked about. We've talked about him quite a bit, but he's North Dakota State. He blocked for uh, Trey Lance. Uh, he then we talked about Cosme's the Texas tackle, super athletic. Brady, Brady Christensen blocked, blocked for, for Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson, and he uh, so pro football focus obviously grades all the players. Whatever. He had like a ridiculously good grade, but the last competition years, was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So Mountain it's wise, one of those but. hard things to grade. Like, okay, he's really damn good against bad competition. Can you even Dylan Redunzo, He played against lower competition too. So somebody was I was reading a Twitter thread. They're trying to uh, uh, come up with an algorithm to like translate uh, like their pro football focuses scores from uh, from college to pros by like taking the average of like the past drafts and everything. Figure it out. Yeah, it sounds like he's working on that. So, like, when that comes out, that's going to be, like, great for us, like, Just studying draft prospects. Just yeah. to look at. <clears throat> oh. Everyone's got their formulas and their uh, equations. So like, this is why this guy. I saw the Next Gen did their top 50. Uh, so, like, they're, like, with looking at production mixed with, uh, you know, athletic, athletic. ability, da, da, da. 
I'm trying to think who the guy that was really weird that was in the top. It was a bunch of the running backs. Uh, Kyle Pitts is number one, which makes sense. Like yep. athletically, monster production, monster. Um, I can't remember. There was some. There were some oddball ones where it's like, huh? Didn't not Did, in anyone's first round that I've seen. Okay, but, that's cool. But it was purely based off like a machine going like. Here's what we rated these things, and here's what it spits out. So yep, this is what you told me to look for, and yeah. this is what I found. A couple other tackles: uh, Liam Eichenberg, Notre Dame, kind of a second round guy for me. I have him as my ninth, I think, or tenth. He's right after Brady Christensen. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, I like nine. Eichenberg. Um, he's one of those guys where I'm not super excited if we take him at the end of the first. But if we ended up with him in the second and just plugged him in, called him our left tackle, I feel like he is a guy that you can potentially count on for like 10 years. Notre Dame, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean. Give me those guys. He was. And Alabama now. Productive player at a you know a sizable school that turns out linemen. He's got good size. And he's probably the least athletic of my top guys, but he's still athletic. Yep. Like he's, he's not, he didn't, he, He's not doing terrible to the point where it's like he's not going to fit our scheme. So, uh, and then the other one is it's not Donald Penn. Yeah, uh, Walker Little. So I don't know where you have him. I put him in the second round. I, I've seen some people, you know, like you do a draft network mock and you get him in like the fourth round. Yeah, you I, look at Pro Football Focus's board. He's their fourth tackle. Yeah, and there's like pl- places where he's going. Some some of them that is. Pro football focus. First round yeah. pick. Like, they're taking him, you know, like, pick 20. Doesn't matter about the injury concern and stuff like that. So he's an interesting one because he's so he's out of Stanford. He opted out this year, was injured all, basically the entire year before that. So he hasn't played football in two years. But the year before yeah. that. Looked really good. He was like, I mean, he's got the size, six foot seven, 300 pounds, like, you know, 320 or whatever. But, like. It's a long time since you've seen him on a field, but if he's like, if you just didn't know, I think that's the whole pro football thing is they're like, you're, you didn't get to see him progress, but had you, this is, he'd probably be a top 10 pick with like, if he could have progressed the way he did, but it's like, what else? What if maybe he was sitting on his ass though? How do I know what he was yeah. doing? Well, he's from Stanford. He's, he's smart. He was probably studying. That's true. Yeah. Stanford. So, um, he is, he's right behind Dylan Erdogan's right ahead of Christensen for me. So another guy that in the first round, I'm not a big fan of it, but. Pick him in the second and plug him in. Let's see, you know. Yep, let's works go. For me. Any other tackles that you like in the first, second round? I think that's it for me. Just for tackles? No, I think those are kind of the guys where the rest uh, are I like project types. Where if I get him in the third, it's like I don't know if I'm plugging this guy in right away. You got like that Spencer Brown, the real tall guy from like Northern, Northern Iowa. Oh like, yeah. I again, but I mean, we were told Brian O'Neill and Ezra were like projects. Good and they need a year. Plugged him in right away, so maybe there's some guys that we're not thinking of i would say uh jackson carmine is someone that like a lot of people have higher than we do i don't know where you, where you like him but uh carmine the I, clemson oh tackle. yeah yeah who's the uh um yeah there was another guy from i think it was tennessee i think he's a guard mm, all right. i don't have any tennessee guys on my list but obviously the one that we don't have is Jalen mayfield yeah from like, i've seen uh the NFL Network, like on the bottom scroll, I'm pretty sure either Bucky or DJ or one of them has them, like, their third best tackle. Ooh. But just a plotter and a really unathletic player, so I just don't see him going to our scheme. Uh, Interior-wise, besides so besides Elijah Vera Tucker, who's kind of a guard tackle, do you have anyone that you'd be happy with interior-wise with our 14th pick? At 14, no. I don't either. I've got two others with a first-round grade, 
But, I have no one else in the first round grade. Okay, I've got I got Wyatt Davis at like the end of the first round. Okay, um, and I, Landon Dickerson without injury concerns. See, that's the problem. He's me. another one that's like, I feel like we want to win now. So do I want to draft a guy that might not be ready? He played. He tore his ACL in in November and played in the national title game six weeks later. The final two snaps. Well, wasn't that more of like a ceremonial here? Take two snaps. Uh, the guy was ready to play. <laughs> was he ready to play? Then why did he only play two snaps? Wasn't ready to didn't play. Didn't need him. That was a, hey, buddy, we know you got hurt and didn't get to play. Go take a snap. Uh, I, Wyatt Davis, I feel like if we took him at the end of the first, I wouldn't hate it. Like, I wouldn't. I, it's kind of like taking Cosme at 14. Like, I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, guard, if we got him at pick 30 versus pick 35, what, what's the difference? Just because yep. it changes the round. Like, like you said, you get the fifth-year option. Um, I like Alex Leatherwood, too, as someone in that area. Le- Leatherwood's right below Landon Dickerson. Okay. He's so. a tackle that you maybe would move to guard. Yep. I, I would prefer him at guard, but if we stuck him at tackle because we like Cleveland at guard, sure. Oh, one thing I want to say about Brady Christensen, the dude's 25. Oh, I did not know That's that. That's why I have him below Walker Little. He's 24. Almost, he's turning, he'll be 25 by the time I the season I did not starts. know that. BYU, man. you got to look at their players. They are old. Yeah. They're, besides, is that not Zach Wilson, but like a bunch of their, because they have a bunch of linemen that were like kind of decent, and they're well, all like 24, 25 Well, they're all, they're all Mormon. That's they, the they have to go, they have to get their two years of, uh, what, they have to do two years of mission yep. and before they, they graduate. So a lot of the guys choose to do it right after high school mm-hmm. and then instead of at the end of the college. Interesting. I did not even think That's about that. That's why he moved so far down my list. Is I was just like, dude, you're 25. You have like... This is it. You have your upside is nil. So like what you are, you so, better be grading out as a ninety. Yeah, small school and you're twenty five. It's a little little scary. So yep. that's kind of why he dropped out mine. But anyways, back to uh, yeah, Leatherwood, Dickerson, White, Davis. Those are out my next three behind Vera Tucker. Yep. And then I have Creed Humphrey. I don't really know what to do with him. I like Creed Humphrey. I feel like he's pure center though. So. He's only played center, but like looking at his size and stuff, like usually the pure center guys are the kind of the Bradberries where it's like you're you're almost too light to even play football. Like you you probably can't move to guard. He's he's got big enough size. I mean, he's six five, three twelve. Like he could I feel like he could move to guard. Right on. I mean, but, figure it out. You just don't snap the ball. That's just right. go stand over there and block someone. So footwork should be the same. You're playing yeah, on the interior. Should be easier. You don't gotta do anything but block. You don't have to snap it. You don't gotta point out protection. I like nothing. that. I like that. You're not asking a guard to snap the football. You're asking yeah. the center to not snap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Quinn Miners. Yeah, Quinn Miners is really good. I really like him. Uh it was really nice when I could finally draft him in uh uh draft network. That was really nice when they added him. Yeah, by the way, uh he had a nine point nine eight Raz score and did the whole senior bowl with like a cutoff shirt and was kind of like, I like that. a little folk Show, hero, yeah. you know, and, but also did really good at the senior bowl, did really good at his pro day. And he's the weird, he's out of like Whitewater, Wisconsin though. Yeah. That's sort of the thing. Like who the hell is this guy? It's why you couldn't draft him in draft network. Cause they were like, Oh, I didn't realize this guy was a thing. Yeah. But then he went to the senior bowl and showed up and showed out. Yeah. So that's, he, he's he firmly in the like the second round range. Now, we were talking earlier today, like maybe there's a small chance that since he was a small school guy that like maybe he'll just end up falling to maybe the third round. I don't know if our pick, what are, so we're pick, basically pick 14 in the third round, right? That's yeah. one of ours. And then we have another one, which is what the Ravens pick or yep. something. Okay. Yep. Uh, by the way, Creed Humphrey, his relative athletic score, 10. I was going to say, I think he... Perfect was, 10. So... He's your ideal athletic interior offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. And 
he's if you, if you were, didn't have Bradbury, he'd be your next Bradbury. Yep, but he's a little bigger than Bradbury. Which if is, you were going to go in a lab and create a center, you would create Creed Humphrey apparently. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It's a athletic. It's again. It's a very athletic group of guys. I mean, Quinn Miners, Creed Humphrey. I don't know how athletic Wyatt Davis is. He also didn't do any testing. So, but. Again, it's a guard. It's not the end of the world. Yep. Dakota Dozier can't be that athletic, and he sucks. No, that dude's fucking uh, trash. Do you have any third-round guys you like? I have two that I, I really like. I like uh, Kendrick Green. Yeah, we're and, both big Kendrick Green and guys. Ben Cleveland. Yeah. Um, ben and, Cleveland was one where I was like, okay, he's six. Like, he's big, 350. Like, is he athletic? And he also did a really good athletic score. So. And uh, who is that? Uh, Trey. Trey Smith. Trey Smith. The Tennessee guy. There, he's yep. the super young, and he's like 21, and he – a lot of injury problems, right? Yeah. And maybe even character problems. I can't remember. But I'm he, not sure about the maybe character just, problems. Maybe just but. entry. Yeah, I shouldn't just throw that out there. And just you know, solely his good name. Yeah. He's one that I never know where to do with, you know? Like, because he hasn't done anything, like, testing-wise. Well, actually, he did do testing. He did really good. So, yeah, super athletic, but injuries. Yeah. So, I like him it's, in the green. It's a pretty good guard class. Like It's good offense. It's a good time to be a Viking. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's probably why they attacked defense and ignored the O-line. I mean, assuming they're going to go get it, but there's – 10 to 15 players that are offensive linemen that I would take in the first two rounds, that has to mean some of them fall into the third. Oh, yeah, offensive linemen in general, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I also really like Kendrick Green and Ben Cleveland as third-round guys that I'd be like, oh, nailed it. Yep. Perfect. Plug them in. Something happens to Bradbury, you can slide over Kendrick Green to play center. That's pretty nice, too. So um, so that's a line. Tons of guys there. Do you want to talk a little edge? Yeah, we'll talk a little edge. Um, I think we both agree Phillips pay. And then Owe. Yep. If we took any of those three at 14, I'm okay with it. Owe's the guy who has no sacks, but he gets compared to Daniel Hunter because of it. Like, yeah. super athletic, great size, got pressures, did stuff, but had no sacks. So Penn State, uh, his combine, or not combine, pro day was... Electric. Basically was like... 39 and a half inch vertical, 439. 439 40. as a defensive end. I mean, it's no, Montez 437. Sweat. I have four three nine down. Oh, so. was that Parsons who ran four three seven? Uh, Parsons ran a between one of those two. I thought one of them ran a four three seven. I got four three nine for Parsons also. Oh, so okay. Maybe I wrote it down wrong. Either way, really fast under four four as a defensive end. It's yep. Montez Sweat. Yeah, like that guy's good too. Um, but then the other guys, uh, Gregory Russo. Uh, He's a faller. Like his pro day bad. Not did not, not show. Everyone was like, "He's a raw athlete." Like. But he's not an athlete. He's, he's just big. Tall. Yeah, that's the, he's he's tall and long. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he's got the body, but he doesn't actually have, like, the athletic. I mean, he's moved out of my first round. Like, if we took him at 14, I'd be like, wow, come on. Like, oh. Fucking project. The, I feel like the people who still have him in the top 20 are people who don't actually watch it. And they just, he had 15 and a half sacks. He's oh. got to be good. Even though, like, I was watching this one guy break down his film, and it's like, one game, he's got four sacks, all from interior, and all because the offense alignments are just... They're just bums. They're just letting them right in. You know, it's not like he made he a like good move. Like a gap. Yeah, they're just like not even paying attention or so. I think I think that was the same game. Uh, I think it was against Boston College. I think it was. And, been, yeah. and uh, I, he was like lined up in the three tech, and both the guard and center like went the opposite direction. The seas parted. Yep, and he just had a clear shot at the quarterback. It was, and you know, with his size and length, he's getting to that quarterback quick. Yep. So if, yeah, you just. Give him a, you know, completely blow the block, he's going to get there. So, yeah, he racked up a lot of production. He's like the opposite of Jason Owe. Like, tons of production. Tapes, people don't really like the tape that much. Yeah. Where Owe has, like, no sacks. 
But, uh, so yeah, he's, he was a guy, th- I don't know if he was in our top 15s, but he was definitely. I think he made my top 15. Yeah. He's definitely someone that like everyone was like, quitty pay Russo, quitty pay Russo. Who's like the number one edge. And now yep. he's kind of not even close to that. Yeah. Um, any other edges you like? I've been not really in the first. In the second, yeah, I have no one else in the first. I don't even like Rasu in the first. Now, no, I don't. I don't. I, guess, not, I guess that was just. Name I'm not throwing a fit if we trade down to pick 29 and we take an edge because it just. I just know we have so many picks now that it's like okay, we're moving up and down the board. Here we go. No. But I'm not too excited about it either. Uh, yeah, another edge I like is that Joe Tryon. Joe Tryon from Washington. Yeah, hadn't really watched much of him at all, and then recently I've been and I was like, holy shit, this guy's like really good. Yeah. Um, again, another super athletic guy. Another guy for uh, Andre Patterson to. Just, just mold. Like anyone we draft at Edge, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I, I do like uh, giving us some like raw talent, just saying, "Yo, yeah. hey, go figure figure it out with this fellow," because mm-hmm. that seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, we're good at developing Edge. Uh, Carlos Basham Jr. I think he's one of the favorites of both of us. Yep, I really like Carlos Basham Jr. He's from Wake Forest. Boogie Basham, great Boogie nickname. Basham, yep, uh, he can. He's one of those guys that can slide inside. So I mean, he's. He gives you just a little extra something too. Um, not he was kind of a late riser too. I always saw him in like the uh, late second, mm-hmm. but now you see him creeping up into early second. Some people have him late first round. So I've seen, I've seen him as like a top five edge on people's lists. Yep. I've, I've, again, scrolling on NFL.com, like he's he's one of those. You could go anywhere, you know, if you could see him on someone that's number four, and then someone else's list, he could be number nine. Like this whole edge group is just kind of like a big jumble. Yeah, and you know, after that. I've got other guys on my list, but not really ones that I would be willing to trade up into the second for. Yeah, no. It kind of like, ends with Ro- it of kind of ends yeah. with Rosu. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, there's like you know Ronnie Perkins and Paint Turner. But it's like, are those guys exciting enough for me to like give up more picks to go get? I could just wait and take Cameron Sample or Patrick Jones or Rashad Weaver. Like, yep. I don't know if it. The difference there is, is worth it, and then you obviously also have Aziz Ojolari. Yep, I've got as a first round player. Yep. Uh, we didn't we because again I, I booted him. I booted him off the list. Too light. I can't wait till we take him, and then it's like, oh, I was totally wrong on that. Well, I can't him. wait for you to like just get excited about the edge. Just go home tonight. Think about Ojolari coming off the edge. It'll be fun. Pure pass rusher. I'm not gonna think about it. You're gonna enjoy it. I'm not um, and then I say we'll probably skip over. Do you just want to jump to receivers? Maybe talk some receivers. Yeah, there's not really because like there's not really a bunch. All the other positions, I'm not willing to kind of like move around to take. Like safety, there's a Highway. bunch of f- cool guys, but like we don't need one this year, so I'm not giving up picks to go get one. Yep. Like, I I'm, love I'm not trading Washington. up for uh, Trayvon Morig or Javon Holland or Ardarius mm-hmm. Washington. Jamar Johnson, those guys. Yep. Richie Grant, I like a lot, but again, it's like Elijah Molden. If they're there in the third which they won't be, that'd be fucking awesome. Yep. But once we signed Xavier Woods, we'll worry about safety, third round, fourth round, fifth round. We don't need to give up picks to go fill that hole. Yep. So, uh, Receivers, though, I mean, it seems like a prime position we could take either in the mid-rounds or in a, some sort of trade-up to go, f- you know, if we went offensive line round one and then we traded up to grab a receiver. Uh, who do you like? My favorite receiver that isn't like consensus first rounder is Rondell Moore. Yeah, I, I, love I really, I, I've got Rondale Moore uh, right behind Bateman. He so is. Uh, I feel like he's closer to Tyreek Hill. Now he's not nearly as good as Jalen Waddle like right now. But if Rondell Moore ever hit his ceiling, I feel like Tyreek Hill's a good one. Like I feel like that's a good Tyreek Hill comparison because he's a smooth route runner. 
He's he plays big. Yeah, he plays big. He's strong. He, another guy that reminds me of is like Percy Harvin. You know, it's like okay, he's a gadget guy, but Percy Harvin would run people over. He would go full steam into people. He's not like Tavon Austin where he's small. Yep. Rondell Moore will just barrel into people. He's five seven. Uh, somebody, yeah, somebody asked him. God, was it while he was being recruited out of high school? Somebody asked him uh, how tall he was or how big. They're like, how big are you? And he's like, well, how big is fast? <laughs> <laughs> Speed. Yep. He ran a 4 24 reps on the bench press, jumped 42 and a half. So like, yeah. the dude's just a monster. And the problem is he measured at 5'7". Like, I think he was listed at 5'9". He was listed at 5'9". And if he would have measured 5'9", that's would have been fine. Yeah. 5'7 is like you're, that. You're, you're getting... Are, you're are getting, you a running back? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's like the Tech Cohen. Like, now you're yeah. in the Tariq Cohen height conversation. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to overcome a lot of... Uh, like Divert. Like just Scrutiny. deficiencies, like, yeah. like the normal like cutoffs to be like a unicorn, like to be. He just when I like his when you watch him like, again when he played the Gophers, they just fed him the ball and just let him beat the shit out of us. Yeah, the only thing I worry about Rondell Moore is uh, like physical press corners. Yeah, I just don't know if he five, can beat seven. the press at, at yeah. an NFL level. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be a pure slack guy with us. Maybe move him around. Uh, yeah, he's his freshman as a freshman. He was a monster, yeah, and he's yeah. only twenty years old right now. So sat out last year. Yeah, um, if he was, if he was five nine, I'd have him my first ago. round. Yeah, but he's five seven. If he was five eleven, he's probably a top twenty player. Yeah, but so, then you're asking him to be complete a completely different player. At that yeah, point. you know, sometimes the size, like I think, part of why Tyreek Hill is so good is because he is like this small, shifty. Like you can't find him, you can't see him. He's blazing past you. Yeah. Like part of that is why. I think he is so good. Like if he was, like you said, he'd be a different player. If you're six foot two, it's like, well, you're not Tyree Kill anymore. That's yep. not how it works. Yep, that's you won't what, be able to move like this if you were five inches taller. Yep, that, There's uh, rules. There's somebody. Somebody said that. Somebody. Uh, people were talking about Rondale Moore on Twitter, and somebody. Somebody said if he was six foot four, he'd be a top ten uh, pick. And somebody replied with, "Well, yeah, he'd be a completely different player. Yeah, like it's that's just not how it would work." So yep. uh, he's my favorite uh, round two guy. He could go round one to someone I could see, like Green Bay taking him at the end of the first. Green or Bay, the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I would be shocked if he ends up on our team, but I would love it. Uh, yeah. Who do you got? I've got Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, another from slot Ole Miss. guy. Yeah, it, there's some fun slot guys in this draft. Like everyone loves Kadarius Tony. And it's like the. First, as like the fourth receiver in the draft, first round guy. I put him more in this pile. Yeah, he's even a little lower, he's lower for, me. for me. in both those guys. Um, I think. Oh, hold on, I just lost it. I've got. I've got Tony as wide receiver twelve. One, two, three. I have him as wide receiver twelve. Twelve. Yeah, like I have him in the second round, but there's a lot of receivers. Yeah, and like Tony's good and everything, but he was stuck behind like Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And like a couple other guys, and they aren't very good. And like I know he's like crazy after the catch. Like the way his knees bend, like should not be possible. Mm-hmm. But he reminds me more of Tavon Austin than he does Tyreek Hill. Exactly, because he. Just, I don't think he. I mean, he weighs, you know, 170 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, he's like 25 pounds less than Rondell Moore, and he's taller <laughs> than him. So it's it's just he he. I've seen a lot of people talk about his route running too. That it's like. If it would take a, a good route runner three steps to get somewhere, it takes him 17 steps because he's so, like, shifty and moves like crazy. But, like, it's sometimes it's way overdone. It's busy. It's like, what are you doing? This is so unnecessary. Like, like Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, is such, like, a 
it's minimize the steps it takes and it still looks so good he's all about like the body like the lean and everything yeah the efficiency of getting there and like this dude is like all about just being super shifty and juking people so sometimes it can be like okay you juke seven times before you even got down the field he's he's a guy who i feel like would piss ben off watching (laughs) you know because he's not gonna move he's gonna take 20 steps but he's only gonna go three feet Mm -hmm. yeah it's like just go he's actually someone that i'd rather someone else take yeah go in the first round um, we skipped past though your guy Elijah Moore uh, from Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Another. He's just more, more. Both the Moores and Tony are probably slot guys, which is kind of interesting for our team because you could leave Justin Jefferson, Thielen out. It's like taking Chad Beebe and putting like a rocket ship on him. Yeah. Because Chad Beebe sucks, and these guys are like legit good slot players. Absolute so good Elijah players. Moore would be a good one. He's a he's a pro football focus absolute favorite. They love him. He's twenty one too. He's really young. Yep. Um, and then some of the outside guys. I know you're a huge Diami Brown guy. Yep, I love Diami Brown. Yeah, I like Diami uh, Brown a lot there's too. There's Terrace Marshall Jr. I think he's kind of He's super, more of a first-round player. I feel like he's underrated, though. I feel like he gets lost in the talk. Like I feel, you know, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I, I didn't really watch much of him, but, like, I go back and watch him, and it's like, is he is he better than Rashad Bateman? I, I sometimes am like, is he is he getting downgraded like Justin Jefferson did? Yeah, I feel like Terrace Marshall might, like... He probably should be more discussed with like Jalen Waddell rather than Diami Brown. Just be yeah. like position, like uh, value wise. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, it, again, it's, it's like last year it was Ruggs, Lamb, Judy, and then Jefferson was like floating over here. Like Maybe people like Marshall me put Rager ahead of him at the yeah. end. Like, am I, like for a second there, I had Diami Brown ahead of him, mm-hmm. but then I re- went back and rewatched. It's like, all right, let's, let's not be dumb here. Mm-hmm. Like, He's good. He's produced. He's athletic. He's, he's tall. He, yeah, he's he's. It, it, I, for some reason, it just seems like he never gets talked about. And it's Terrace Marshall Jr., Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, all on that national football. Yeah, or I, national I feel like the game. problem is Jamar Chase uh, was so good that like Justin Jefferson and and uh, Marshall. Marshall just didn't get talked about as much. Everyone's talking about Chase. And everyone's like, oh, well, just think of how good Chase is because he was better than Jefferson, and Jefferson's had the best rookie season ever. It's like, we don't know if Chase is better. He was better for one year when he was 20 and on he LSU. Out, and he was playing outside while Justin Jefferson was getting scraps. Yeah, like maybe their coaching staff didn't know what they had. Like well, clearly the NFL didn't know what they had because everyone passed on uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yep. So, uh, and they're outside. I, guys, I have uh, Amon Ross, Ape Brown from USC. He's a uh, Inquinian. What, what's e- the Packer guy? E- 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 Equinemius. The Packer St. Brown. It's his brother. Yep. Uh, his more talented brother. Yep. Uh, Nico Collins is up there for me. Nico Collins. I was watching some Senior Bowl stuff. Like He looked really good there. Uh, yep. That's where I uh, kind of got Nico Collins another from. Another big receiver. Yep. 6'4", from 220 Michigan. from Michigan. So, yeah. Somebody was talking... Yeah, I forgot. Super athletic, too. Big, tall, athletic guy. Who's the guy from Michigan last year? Peoples-Jones. Peoples-Jones, yeah. Oh, they said if you like Peoples-Jones, you'll love Nico He's Collins. He's like the better version of yeah. Peoples-Jones, yeah. So, uh, Who else do I have? I've got Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State up there. Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, one of my personal favorites Eskridge is, sweet. Uh, is uh, Tutu Atwell. From Louisville. Another little slot guy. He's tiny. He's so tiny, but I just... 160. I also think he's so fast. He's, like he, just, he reminds me more of Tavon Austin, but if Tavon Austin would have hit, like maybe feel like Tutu Atwell. Atwell could do a little better. Like, it, I feel like Atwell's Tavon more Austin of a receiver, like, too, though. Yeah, Austin went like top 10. Yeah. So to, if you get Atwell in the second and he actually performs like they thought 
Tavon Austin would, it's a little different, you know. And like Tavon Austin was still a gifted kick return. It's just mm-hmm. they drafted him like eight, He's, nine overall. That dude is still literally around. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I would love to, for one of our guys to have some kick return ability because KJ Osborne is not it. Yep. And there's a lot of a lot of these guys can do that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Bateman's probably a first round guy. Um. So. I don't know how we would ever end up with him. Yeah, I, I, I really don't see much of a scenario where we – I don't know. I guess the only scenario where I see us ending up with Rashad Bateman is if we make the uh, the 14 for Orlando Brown in 27 and we take Bateman at 27. Yeah, if you've somehow either filled your t- the offensive line hole or you know you're going to fill it in day two, then I think a receiver at the end of the first is not the craziest thing. Nope. Um, but I feel like the only scenario we end up with Bateman on our team is yeah. that Ravens trade. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I mean, I'd take Bateman. In. You know, it's funny. Like, if you if you do that trade or you do somehow fill that hole, like, you can really go BPA and grab something of any type of player. Like, well, whatever if it wasn't for want. this gaping hole at offensive tackle and offensive guard, anything Or two guard spots, whatever you prefer yeah. with Cleveland. It's just mm-hmm. we have two gaping holes on the line that need to yeah. be fixed. But if it, we would have fixed one of them in free agency, it's hands down best player available at 14. But you, we really, like, constricted ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's still, like, interesting, though, because you could just go, like, say Spielman's like, I guarantee I can find two guards on day two. So I don't care if I get an offensive lineman at 14. I'm taking best player available because I there's two guards that I love that I know will be there. And if I need to trade up a little bit, I got so tons of picks. Like, if he's confident he can fill those holes with competent players, like, there's no reason you can't go BPA at, That's true. at 14. Like, I mean, for a whole day, the fans are going to be fucking livid. Like, yeah. You really just, you have to go 24 how, hours. Yeah, how many years are you just going to ignore? He, what he needs to do is take someone at 14 and then just leak rumors that we're getting Orlando Brown, even if it's not happening. Yep. He's getting Orlando Brown. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're, we tra- got- we're, tra- we're, tra- we're trained a third <laughs> yeah. for Orlando Brown. We got Jalen Waddle and we're getting, a, we're getting a Orlando, Orlando Brown. Brown. This is great. Uh, any other any other players? We kind of, I mean. Mm, not really that I'm like targeting. Any other, cor- you want to talk some corners? Asante Samuel? I like Asante Samuel. You like him inside. I, I like him outside. No, I've changed. You cocked me into it. Right I on. think you play outside. He's not like a press man guy. He's like an off. Yeah. Old guy, but like he's he he'd be sweet. Um, uh, I like the Afantu Melifanwa, the Syracuse guy. I was watching his highlights. I don't mean his coverage ability is fine, whatever. But like every time a receiver would catch the ball, he would just drill them in the back yeah. as hard as he could. He kind of like seems like a Zimmer guy. Yeah, like he just pops people. Usually, you watch these corners and they just usually just kind of like drag people down and whatever. And he is just. Just smash him in the back every time. I loved it. I thought it was very nice. Yep. I appreciated he's, it very much. He's cool. Uh, I don't know how uh, Greg Newsome, the second from Northwestern, see yeah. him as a first-round guy. Everyone's got him in the first. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm i not – I don't have a first-round grade I on put him. him in the second. I put him behind yeah. a Milifanu. I like yeah. Milifanu more. I like I Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes for like 4-2 speed. He's yep. very very Trey Wainsey to me. Like, yeah. just get a burner that can cover those speed receivers. Who's that other? I don't have him listed. I can't see him. Who's that other Georgia guy? Uh, well, there's actually two other Georgia guys, but Tyson Campbell's the other yeah, one. Yeah, Tyson Campbell. People yeah. actually thought Tyson Campbell was more of the athletic freak, and Stokes was the Technically like, technician. So. And then Stokes, while Campbell was a freak, Stokes was more of a freak. So it's like Stokes is kind of... I mean, I could see Stokes going in the first round. Sort yeah, of like, I, I see that. Like, I, most people have him in the second, but then, you know, Damon Arnett type. Like, all of a sudden, a team's like, got to take him. Or, you know? like, if I love him uh, on the pits, on the Steelers. Yeah. Stokes they, on the Steelers, I mm-hmm. think, is a perfect fit. I really like Kelvin Joseph, too, of Kentucky. Pretty sure he's got uh, character red flags, but 
he was a uh, he looked uh, I don't know if he was in the Senior Bowl, but he. I've been reading a bunch of this one guy's stuff, and he just loves Calvin Joe so much. Okay. Said, looks pretty sweet. Okay. All right. uh, the Washington – is it Washington? Yeah, Keith Taylor. He's like a mid-round guy for me, but he was the guy I was thinking of for the Senior Bowl. Looked great in a Senior Bowl. Big big long dude. Okay. I also get also that. pretty sure he has character problems. Mm, all right. So we'll I keep saying that. that, but, you know, sometimes you get character guys in like the fifth round. They clean up their act. You get yourself a value. Yep. What you want to look for is those character guys like in Everson Griffin. Guy was a mess at USC. Yeah, he completely cleaned up his act, but he got, got him in the fourth round, great player. Or a guy like Diggs, injured throughout college, super talented, but just banged up the whole time. Take a flyer on him. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips. That's a first rounder, though. That's not a fifth rounder. Those are the kind of it's late round guys I though. like. I don't like the uh, the Ben Gideon pick. I don't need generic linebacker. Give me upside. Yeah, give me athletic upside. Give me athletic upside. Um, yeah, so. I don't like just your like, safe. Thumper. Yeah, like special teamer. Yeah. You know? Give me a kicker. I want a kicker. I like I that kicker kick from the senior bowl from uh, Boise, I think he is. Okay. No, I don't know if it was Boise. I forget him. Nailed every Did kick. Did you say Kentucky? Kentucky. Could have been Kentucky. Blue team. Um, Blue team. Blue team. All right. All right. Um, all right. So probably wrap up our draft talk. Are we going to try to fit another podcast in before Thursday? Seems like it'd probably be hard for people to listen yeah. to it and have any use for it. We won't lead the people on, but if you see one drop. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Otherwise, we'll do our nice recap one. Last year, we did our recap through Skype. That's when you had the uh, the issues towards the end where your yeah, mic dropped. But it was uh, it was 15 picks. It was a long one. We'll see how this one goes. Yep. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get that to you. and we'll, Possibly we'll, another one? We don't know. Yeah, we'll talk soon.